This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. All right, it is now time for the David Forst Show here on A's Cast Live. David, the trading deadline has come and gone. How you feeling? <laughs> I feel good about a win today. That's about all I'm, uh, all I'm thinking about now, but uh, I'm happy Happy with how we came out of the deadline and, and happy with the way our guys are playing. Yeah, I think for you, and we talked to Kantrovich yesterday, that since this was a hard deadline, this is it. Now you sit back for the next two months, and it's all about a sprint for the postseason. You don't have to think about the waiver process and claiming people and checking that anymore. You can now just concentrate on winning. <laughs> it sounds like you're offering me a trip to Hawaii or something for the next two months, Chris. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, look, it's a little different feel than previous years for sure. I mean, we're, we're past the 31st. Uh, yeah, frankly, there, there's not a ton we can do at this point. Obviously, minor league guys can still be traded. Um, there's still the outright waivers that kind of may function as the new trade waivers. But, um, but yeah, a lot of our flexibility, unfortunately, is gone. But um, that was, that's why it was so important to grab a few guys before, before the, the real deadline. Yeah, before we get to Tenorora, can you explain that a little bit? Because there still is a process of being able to basically cut a guy and there's not going to be any deal you would have to take him. Can you explain what can still happen? Yeah, it's basically the difference between uh, revocable and irrevocable waivers. So in the past, trade waivers were something in August where you put a guy out there, teams claim him, and you can always just pull him back and, and it's like nothing ever happened. Uh, at this point now, if you designate a guy for assignment or you otherwise need to get him off your 40-man roster, uh, your only outlet is outright waivers, which you can't pull back. So uh, you probably saw a number of guys yesterday designated for assignment when trades were made and, and guys were bringing in new, new players. And uh, the only way you know, to, to move those guys now is you put them on outright waivers, and if, if they get claimed, that other team gets them no matter what. So we've heard a lot about Tanner Roark. It was just interesting, you know, because of Matt Williams, his relationship with him with the Nationals. We had our old friend on Gio Gonzalez yesterday, who just was just just had nothing but wonderful things to say about Tanner. You know, so you you made the deal. Why did you go after him, and why do you think he'll be a great fit for this ball club? Well, we were you know we were involved in a number of starting pitches over the past few days and really the past week and you know it's always tricky trying to find that right fit you've got different teams asking for different guys uh our our goal is always to hold on to as many of our our own players as possible in the process um and we had sort of narrowed it down in the last couple of days we we sent billy owens out to see tanner 
pitch on Tuesday night. He, he didn't have a great outing, but um, but his stuff was there. And this is a guy who, like you said, he pitched for Matty Williams, so we knew about Tanner. Played with some of our guys. Sort of word got around that this was a, a solid veteran, a competitor, and um, and it just it worked out with the Reds. I have a relationship with their general manager Nick Call. We were able to talk it through. Uh, ultimately, we, we gave them a, a good young player, a kid we like a lot, Jamison Hanna, and that's that's never easy. But it did allow us to hold on to some of the guys at the upper levels who we think may contribute in September or, or, or next year. So it just worked out to be the right deal for us. You know, we talked last time about relationships, and you mentioned Dayton Moore in Kansas City with Homer Bailey, and then Deekman comes over. You know, so much of this, especially, David, when you're up against it and you're up against the time, having those good relationships, talk about how that makes it easier to get those deals done in a pinch. It, it's huge. It really is. When you're talking to somebody on the other line of the phone, you want to be able to, to trust what they're saying. Um, I mentioned it in both cases, like you said, with Homer and Jake Diekman dealing with the Royals, both Dayton Moore and Scott Sharp over there are people we've dealt with, we've done deals with, there's a, there's a level of trust. Um, and in the case of you know Nick Crawl in Cincinnati, who I dealt with, Nick was uh, not only a bat boy here in Oakland, he was my intern years ago. Um, so I've known Nick for a long time, very proud of the way he's moved up the ranks and, and, and you know now the general manager. But that's an easy conversation. And, and I think once we got into it and exchanged names on players, things like that, uh, there was never the sense that you know one, was, one of us was trying to get over on the other. So that's, that's ultimately the way deals happen. You know, yesterday with Gio Gonzalez, we were laughing about how, you know, you get out of the great American band box that they have there in Cincinnati and you get to come pitch here in Oakland. And Gio talking about, oh, my God, you talk about a 180 having to pitch down in Cincinnati compared to here. Why do you think his stuff will play so well here at the Coliseum? Yeah, I think Tanner's going to enjoy it. I know, I know Jake Deakman said the other night uh, how much he was looking forward to pitching in our yard and uh, having been in the in the NL Central with some of those those parks, I know Tanner's going to. Um, you know, he's actually been a little more of a fly ball this fly ball guy this year than he has in the past. And obviously, the fly balls work here. Our, our outfield defense uh, has been fantastic, even without even without Ramon. Mark's done a nice job in center field. He made a great catch in right center last night. Uh, we're going to get Steven back here in the next couple days. Um, but but right now you put anybody in front of our defense, and I feel pretty good about how they're how they're going to pitch. Yeah, you mentioned Ramon Laureano is kind of out of nowhere where he's hitting the home run against Samson, and the next thing you know, now he's going on the disabled list. And even he was saying it could be around four weeks. What exactly happened, and when did you know he had the shin problem? So we, we've known for a while that he was dealing with this on and off. Um, like he said, it goes all the way back to being on the turf in Japan. And um, it, it sort of subsided for a while early in the season, playing on grass kind of helped him out. And then it just kind of, it kind of ticked up probably in the last 10 to 12 days. And he'd be getting treatment, getting his shins taped. And uh, after that game on Sunday, he finally said, you know, we should, let's, get this looked at, you know, Dr. Workman, orthopedist did the MRI. And unfortunately it came up with a stress reaction, which, um, you know, we've done this long enough. We know that, that if there's a signal there on the MRI, it's got a chance to turn into a stress fracture. And that, uh, that's something you really want to avoid. Um, the, the case we, we talked about internally was Jose Iglesias, 
when he was with the Tigers, missed an entire season with stress fractures in his shins. So uh, there's really no choice other than to shut Ramon down. You know, we'll see how long. We'll, we'll check him again at two weeks, maybe maybe three or four weeks, but just to calm that thing down so that it doesn't turn into a full-blown fracture. Yeah, it's one of those injuries that, unfortunately, the only thing you can do, right, is rest. It really is, yeah. And it's, it's amazing. You think about what Ramon did in the month of July playing through that. Um, you know, it didn't, didn't affect his work, didn't affect his swing, obviously. He was on fire there for a while, kind of carrying us with the bat. So, um, you know, other guys are going to have to pick up the slack. I know Chris has started swinging the bat well. Hopefully Chappie with a homer today starts to come out of it a little bit and we'll pick up the slack. With the trading deadline, the bomb came after 1 o'clock when you heard about Zach Grinke going to the Houston Astros. What were your first thoughts when you heard about that deal going down? <laughs> I, I wasn't surprised. I guess I wish I was. But uh, You knew Houston was out there looking for a starting pitcher. And even when that deadline passed at 1 o'clock, you knew something was going to drop. And, and we see it every year. There are deals that get in right under the wall. They're, just, they're not announced until – 5, 10, 15 minutes after. So I, I kind of braced myself for something. Uh, I was hoping it wasn't Granky, who essentially is the best guy out there. But, you know, kudos to Houston. They, they had the players to do the deal. They gave up a lot. I mean, Arizona did a nice job getting four pretty good prospects back. But uh, we're going to have to go through, you know, Granky, Cole, and, uh, and Verlander a couple more times this year. All right. You know what? Bring it on. Let's do this. Can't wait to see it. You, you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And I, and I, and I think about the, the, the actual final day, there was 30 deals done on the final day that breaks the record from 2016. So it's like this whole trading deadline was slow up until the last minute, and then we had a flurry of deals to set the record. Uh, how did you like the way the whole process went down this year? You, you sort of understand at this point that uh, all of us in the industry need a deadline to actually get something done. You know, we made the Deakman deal over the weekend. Uh, it was on Saturday, and I met with the writers and talked about kind of the, the trade environment, and, and I said – I said exactly that. We we need a deadline to get pushed, and and I I, I think my quote that morning was it's going to be a pretty crazy Wednesday morning is my guess, and and that's the way it turned out. Everybody kind of doesn't get serious with their their offers or their counter offers until there's a few hours left, and uh, like you said, it broke a record. Thirty deals got done. Um, you know, only a handful of big names, I guess, as as the media would say, but. Um, but teams were busy, and uh, you know, like I said, I'm glad that we came away with three pitchers we like and, and added to this team that's playing so well. I know some people say this is kind of like a cliche. They say, well, once we get this guy back, it'll be like adding a free agent. But I do kind of <laughs> think, you know, I mean, we hear that every single year. But I, when I think about getting Chris Davis back on track, when I think about getting Blake Trinan back on track, Lou Trevino, when that does happen, and we're really starting to see it happen with Blake Trinan, that will be like adding new guys. It does. It makes a real difference. And like you said, Blake is Blake is getting close. He's, I think, seven straight scoreless outings now. He's commanding the ball the way he wants to. And just to add someone in the pen that, that Bob can count on, you know, in a, in a game where we're ahead, you've already got Hendrick Soria and Petit throwing the ball well, added Deakman to that mix. 
and uh, and with Blake and, and hopefully Lou down the line. He had a little trouble throwing strikes last night, but we know what Lou's capable of. And uh, eventually you get a, a bullpen of, of guys full of, of pitchers that, that you can count on late, which is great to have. Um, and then same on the offensive side. I mean, you know, we've won four out of our five with Chappie going two for his last 32 or something. Uh, you know, Chris broke through with a homer the other night. And, and like I mentioned earlier, I think we're going to get Steven back here in the next few days. So, um, you know, we got a chance to kind of get this thing rolling and, uh, and go on a run like we did last season. Yeah, Chapman was one, one for 30 before that home run, but who's counting? <laughs> I know Matt is. I, I know he, he wears those at-bats. Uh, when things aren't going good, I know he he holds himself accountable, and um, that was big for him to come through against Hader. But I'll say this, and I think you're going to love this also. Something I've been noticing lately as he's been struggling, you don't see it in his face in the way that he acts around his teammates. He was the happiest guy for Chris Davis to end that home run drought. He was hugging him, and then after the walk-off home run by Matt Olson, he was giving him the big hugs. It's like even when he struggles, you can tell that this young athlete cares more about the team than himself, cares more about winning than his own statistics, and that's something in modern-day sports – David, that we don't see too much. Talk about how this kid is so competitive and winning is the ultimate goal for him before he even worries about himself. You're absolutely right. And I, I heard him earlier on the show uh, talking to Vince after the game. And he was talking about how fun it is to play in meaningful games. And I, I think that's what he's about. He wants to win. You know, he's a competitor. He's, he's won at probably every level playing the game. And um, and you're right, those things you mentioned. He, he was pumped up for Ole the other night. He gave Chris the big hug in the dugout. Um, the other thing is he doesn't take it out to the field with him. I mean, he's, his defense has been sparkling, you know, uh, even throughout this thing. He made that play at shortstop the other night like he's been doing it for years. So, um, no, Choppy, he, he leads by example, and, uh, and everyone is, is excited for him when he hits the ball like he did today because of that, because of that uh, way he carries himself. Now that you've solidified your rotation, it helps me in the postgame show. Thank you for me having to say, well, when this guy gets healthy, he'll be back. But you still have some good arms there. You still got Shamanai, and you still have Jesus Lazardo. We know Puck's going to be able to help you coming out of the bullpen. So since you've solidified it, the rotation, are they now luxury items for 2019? Um, you know, check with me on September 29th and see if we had extra pitching. Um, Cause you just, you can never have too much. And I, I feel much better about our depth than I did a couple weeks ago on the all-star break uh, and thrilled, you know, Sean threw the ball well the other night. He's got another start coming up. Um, but there's a reason teams go out and just load up on, on both starting and relief pitching. Cause you've got to have it. You got to have it down the stretch. So, um, you know, the names you, you mentioned, Puck Lazardo, would love to see them up here at some point this year. But um, but right now we feel good with, with the depth we've got. Yeah, the craziest stat I've seen lately, David, was last year in the postseason, 50% of all the innings pitched in the postseason were by bullpens, by far a record. I don't know if you knew that. Does that, does that shock you at all? It doesn't. Not, not the way the bullpen's been uh, – excuse me, the postseason's been run the last few years. I mean, you go all the way back to those Kansas City teams in 14 and 15 – when uh, you know they ran four or five big arms out of the pen, that's you know that's the way you play in the postseason. It's it's a different it's a different game for 162 than it is in October, and um, you know you got to be ready for both. 
And let, let's end on this. What's the report that we've gotten recently on Sean Murphy? We know he left the game, uh, the, the knee that was surgically repaired. How is he doing? He's doing all right. We uh, He's going to go – he's heading to Arizona to see the surgeon that uh, that did his, his meniscectomy. And, um, you know, he's going to get checked out. So we don't have any answers yet. We feel a little better. But uh, hopefully we get him checked out by the surgeon and, and things are all right. So we'll have a report hopefully in the next few days. Well, congratulations on the success at the deadline, and we will talk to you next week. Great, Tony. Good to talk to you. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.